Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden right here in New York City. There's an addiction to victimization. Cuomo might get impeached. Joel Baboso Biden says that we now need a gender policy council. And Biden's dogs just got tossed from the White House. I know it sounds crazy. But first, Andrew Cuomo right now, because he says that he will not resign. I want you to hear Governor Cuomo and why he won't resign. Check this out. There are some legislators who suggest uh, that I resign because of accusations that made uh, are made against me. The I was elected by the people of the state. I wasn't elected by politicians. Uh, I'm not going to resign because of allegations. Uh, the premise of resigning because of allegations uh, is actually anti-democratic, uh, and it's we've always done the exact opposite. You know, the system is based on due process. Uh, and the credibility of the allegation. Anybody has the ability to make an allegation in democracy, and that's great. But it's in the credibility of the allegation. The credibility of the allegation, due process. Now, I don't know if uh, our producer today, Ray Ray Mundy, can find it, but you know those weren't Cuomo's words when he had lots to say about Brett Kavanaugh. And there's probably a cut out there that's Cuomo on Brett Kavanaugh because it was really interesting how he was kind of tossing due process out the window. Mr. Attorney General, Mr. Clinton uh, administration official, Mr. Governor Essential Andy. He didn't give a damn about what was going on then. He didn't give a damn about the way they railroaded uh, Donald Trump. And this is why people think, well, you're biased. You like Trump. Yeah, 100 percent. I'm all in for Trump. But I also can call things like they are. When you impeach any president, you just railroad him without even a hearing. This second impeachment that they did, even the first one, where it didn't even go through the uh, the right committee. It didn't go through the Judiciary Committee. It went through the Intelligence Committee. I mean, this is literally like uh, it's one of those things that it just really just usurps tradition, usurps the, the constitutional manner of doing things. But, you know, good old essential Andy. Uh, you might remember when he had this to say discussing Brett Kavanaugh and due process. Check this out. There is a disrespect for women that this administration chronically uh, exemplifies. After the Me Too movement, they did absolutely nothing when it came to sexual harassment. Uh, they have always diminished the charges of women. Always. Consistent. 
Well, there you have it, right? We should take these allegations seriously, diminished, chronically. Well, it looks like the chronic offender here seems to be Essential Andy. Oy vey, if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, Essential Andy, you done did it, brother. You done dug yourself a hole. This is one. And you may get out because, again, he's Essential Andy. He's very strong. He's very politically strong. He's very politically savvy. Uh, in effect, that, that last uh, Custer last stand speech that he gave two days ago where he said, uh, a lot of people have this. If we're going to go based on allegations, there's a lot of allegations. And he's basically saying, you want to come at me? I'm taking all of y'all down with me. Hell Yeah. Throwing a little Joe Biden for good measure. Hairy legs. You know, so I think essential Andy's really, really, uh, he's walking on thin ice here. Um, he may get to the, to the more solid footing and not fall through the ice. I do believe he's going to survive this one. But this woman, Anna Liss, she wraps up her, um, her comments with us with respect to a phone call that she received from the governor's senior advisor after Lindsey Boyland went public. Basically, uh, listen, you, you want I should visit you? Uh, you want I should maybe uh, break your leg? I'm, I'm kidding. He didn't say any of that. But it does seem like it was a little bit of a strong arm tactic. Check this out. Two days after she posted the tweet, I was on my honeymoon and I got a phone call from Rich as a party, who is a senior advisor to the governor and his spokesperson. And he asked me, I thought at first that it was about work, like maybe it's about an economic development project that we're working on here. And he asked me instead, he, he, he said, you know, I have kind of an awkward question to ask you. Has, has Lindsay Boylan reached out to you? Have you spoken to her? And I said, no. And then when we hung up, I remember thinking, how many other people is he calling? Why... Is he calling us? And then I also felt a little low that that's the only reason why the governor's office might be calling me. All right. I don't buy this for a second. Why is he calling me? You worked in the governor's office. You know politics. You know full well why he called. This is damage control. He wanted to know what you knew, when you knew it, what you said, and who you said it to. And if you don't know that, then you're just straight up playing dumb. Now, I do believe that that she she may honestly have been like, oh, I wonder why he's calling. Maybe she didn't have all the facts together. Maybe I'm just putting this together a lot faster than she is. But to me, it seems like if you went through all of this and you know that in your heart of hearts, you've been some somehow harassed by Essential Andy, Essential Andy from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, and he did some non-essential things to you, then perhaps you understand full well, or perhaps you should be like, oh, snap, Lindsay Boylan went through this too. Let me hit her up and see what's going on. Yo, Lindsay, what's good? Sis, what's the deal? So I don't know if I really buy that part of this. And this is why I say I believe a good part of this is a political hit job wrapped in the truth. I'm sure that Essential Andy may have stepped over the line one or three times, you know, uh, with the sausage sandwich and, and, you know, eat the entire sausage, swallow the whole thing, whatever it was. I mean, this is this is obviously beyond the pale. You you, you can do that. I could see a lot of guys doing that. Uh, I don't know if I would do it. Maybe I would. Who knows? But my point is I, do, I definitely would not do it as governor. <laughs> that part I do know. Right. That part I, I am ready to uh, to take my oath on because. That's just not something you do, whether you're being funny in a crass way or not. You don't do it when you're a sitting governor. Too much to lose. Now, if you're saying, well, Rich, that really shows a lot of who you are morally. That means you would do it. You just wouldn't do it as governor. 
you got it right. You've judged me morally correctly. That might be a joke that I would crack at a party, maybe after having, you know, three or four Malbec wines, because I don't really drink beer. Uh, one of those types of things. Who knows if I would say something stupid like that. But I can guarantee you I would not say it if I had taken an oath to uphold the state constitution, the federal constitution, and to be the governor of a state. That I can guarantee you. And I think that's where he dropped the ball. Anyway, uh, I want you to keep it locked right here. When we come back, I want you to uh, hear what's going on with Joe El Baboso Biden. Joe El Baboso Biden has been getting into a lot of trouble. There's a lot of things coming out of Washington. He's got his hands in all of them, yet he seems to not even know what's going on in a lot of these. And again, I realize Joe is an astute politician, but it seems like he's catching up to his staff more than they're catching up to him. I went through the um, dementia process with my own dad prior to his uh, departure to the kingdom. And I remember how there were things my dad was really good at and he knew like the back of his hand and he never forgot. But then there were other details that would begin to escape him. So, you know, to say that Biden is just like an idiot, I would not say that. I would say he's a skilled politician that's made himself a multimillionaire, not because he's astute as a businessman, but because he's a skilled politician and he knows how this hustle works, at least how it works for Democrats. So I'm not going to sell him short that way, but I'm still going to make fun of him because that's what I do. He is Joe El Baboso Biden. And I want you to hear him just kind of struggling to just get through like a sentence. Check this out. The vast majority of economists, left, right and center, from Wall Street to the to the private private uh, 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 economic uh, polling initiatives, the economists, as I said, left, right, and center, say, in addition to the needs the people have, we need this to grow the economy. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Uh, it, it was funny to me. <laughs> the uh, uh, economic uh, uh, hairy legs. <laughs> I, I really enjoy Joe Biden. I feel like if I could rent him and bring him to like family barbecues of mine and just be like, yo, guess who I got at, my, I got at the cookout? I got Joe Biden and everybody lining up to take pictures. Not because he's president, but because he'll say things like, listen, if you, if you don't know if you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. And they're going to go, <laughs> check out Uncle Joe being creepy. Yo, bring your daughter. Bring your daughter. He'll sniff her hair. I bet you anything he'll sniff your hair because he's just weird and he's so predictable. But that is Joe El Baboso Biden. And that wasn't all he had to say. He had more more because he also forgot what a secretary of defense is and what the guy's name was. I just want to thank you both. And I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general. But my my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about. All right. This one I can't laugh at. This one really makes me sad. He really struggled there. He was literally, and again, the reason I feel bad is my dad would do this to me. He knew I was his favorite son. I knew I was his favorite son, but he would forget my name and he would forget things and he would say things. He would describe who you were. 
he would say, you know, like, oh, the one who helps me out in the morning, the guy who takes me to the bathroom, the guy he would describe. And it was like it was endearing and heartbreaking at the same time, quite frankly. I was like, dude, how could I be your favorite son that you brag to everybody about? And now you don't remember my name. But that was a reality of life that I dealt with. And Joe Biden just did that. So that who's the guy, the general, former general? Oh, man, uh, he, he runs that outfit. It's called the Department of Defense, sir. <laughs> DOD It's a huge part of being president is making sure that we have a strong national defense. And the fact that he just is so absent minded about this stuff is truly concerning to me. But of course, it's not concerning if you hate Trump. If you hate Trump, you're blinded by anything that is of concern with Joe El Baboso Biden. But while he's there drooling, trying to figure out what a secretary of defense is and what the guy's name is, because apparently he doesn't even know the guy who he actually went and signed a waiver to get in because he was a general just, I don't know, a year ago and you have to be, or he was a general six months ago and you have to have not been a general for at least seven years before serving in this capacity. All of that. Who's done that? Trump didn't do that. How dare you, Trump, if he were to try and get a waiver? Trump couldn't get the regular people confirmed, let alone special appointees like that. But nobody wants to criticize Biden for things like that because that's okay. It's okay, you see, because, of course, he throws in the race card. Well, the guy's black. That's all he's got to say. The guy's black. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Sorry we asked. (laughs) Forgive us. The general is African-American, so therefore we can't ask any questions. I mean, this whole thing is such a a fake, phony fraud in the words of Bob Grant. Double standard. It's the whole thing's fugazi. But Joe El Baboso Biden has allowed these things to move forward, whether wittingly or unwittingly. And when I say these things, we're talking about many things. This latest thing, the Gender Policy Council. Now, I don't care if you are on one side of that issue or the other, whether you are promoting that we should have more genders than there are letters in the alphabet, or you are steadfast in saying there's only two genders. To me, your position on it is irrelevant. What matters is why on earth is the federal government involved with a gender policy council? Why do we have gender policy to begin with? What does that have to do with anything? Nobody I know pays taxes so that we can have somebody tell us what to think or know how to behave or comport ourselves when it comes to gender. I mean, to me, this is the epitome of government gone wild, totally government out of control. Nobody has ever paid a tax. Nobody's ever gone to a government building. Hello, excuse me. I'd like to know the government's position on gender. I mean, this is something that's individual's choices. And you make them up as you go along with your own personal experience. If you identify as one thing or another, whatever it is. I I was really, you know, I was here in this building and I was in uh, Studio 49. It's the new Stage 17 at the all new 77 WABC. And I was talking to our vice president of engineering, Dan Herschel, when I looked over at the TV and Newsmax was playing. And there was a woman talking and she was talking about the the new gender policy council and i thought man that's some crazy stuff we're going to get into that and we're going to talk about all things gender policy and what's going on in culture today but right now we're just getting started so keep it locked right there don't move a single muscle i'm rich valdez this is america this is america the 45th president donald trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. Such an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. 
conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. Bienvenido, America. Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez with an S on all social media. And as you might suspect, in today's politically crazy climate, lots of stuff is flying around all over the place. But this one really stood out to me. The Gender Policy Council, because apparently the government thinks that it's important for the United States government, our central government, to have a handle, a grasp, uh, some sort of um, guidance on gender policy. Now, I've got to ask you, what is gender policy? Why do we have public policy geared towards one's gender? Now, you might say, well, Rich, I mean, there's there's all these hate crimes against uh, that would be legal policy. To defend people against crimes. What is gender policy? Is the government now dictating what gender can be, what gender is? It's clear that there is an attack on gender. If you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to be straight, be straight. But one thing that I don't think we can do is we cannot make gender arbitrary. You know, in years past, it was, look, if I identify as this, all right, that's on you. But now it seems there's an erasure, a complete erasure. There is no more gender. They're trying to eliminate gender to make it gender neutral across the board. Now, in theory, this kind of sounds um, utopian, right? You would think, well, you know, it's kind of like race. You're like, oh, why do we got to say black Americans, white Americans, Hispanic? Let's just be Americans. Why do we got to be males and females? It should be people. Yeah, on, on its face, that sounds normal. But guess what? A black American and a white American pretty much are the same American, right? Their Americanness is the same. And yes, a woman and a man, their humanity is the same. But there are differences. You know, when was the last time that I uh, laid my jacket down over a puddle for a dude? Chivalry is one of those things that was designed to uphold women, to give women um, a position of clout in our society. Now, you could argue with me and say, oh, is that why the patriarchy has always been so um, against women and the, 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 this is what gave rise to the feminist movement? You could make that argument. We could have that conversation if you want. But it's my opinion that we uh, have always kind of gone out of our weight, ladies. First, you hold the door open for her. This is what you do. You treat women better than you treat the next guy. Because, you know, our mom was a woman, right? You, you always want to treat your mom right with respect. And I think that's where it starts. So I don't think there's anything wrong with having respect for women. But I do think there's something wrong with saying, oh, no, I'm going to treat her like I treat everybody else. And call me a traditionalist, if you will. But I do believe women are special, and I think they should be treated in a special way. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. All right, call me crazy. Get at me at Rich Valdez if you don't like that. You want to yell at me and say bad things. That's what everybody else does there anyway. And the phone number, for everybody that wants to make a phone call and disagree with me or, or agree with me, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. So like I was saying before, I was in the uh, the new stage that we have set up here in the studio and talking to our top engineer. And I look over at the TV and Newsmax is on and a woman is there talking and it says the White House 
uh, announces gender policy, whatever. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? We have a crisis at the border that they keep saying is not a crisis, but yet they're asking for help, right? The Secretary of Mallorcas right now, he's asking for, for additional assistance, requesting volunteers from DHS, Department of Homeland Security, for uh, an influx in migration at the border. But there's no crisis, right? There's so many things going on. We've got vaccines that, that they're trying to, to locate and, and put in the arms of people who need the most. So many issues. People are, are without jobs. There's, there's massive issues to be dealt with with public policy. And the biggest one is this one, gender policy. Listen to the president's spokesperson or director for the office of – hold on. I don't want to mess this up. This is President Biden's executive director of the Gender Policy Council at the White House, Jennifer Klein. Check this out. Speaking of executive orders on gender equity, uh, the president and the vice president campaigned during the election on giving a third gender option on federal government IDs to individuals who want them. Does the president see value in saying executive order to make that happen? I haven't looked yet to see whether that requires an executive order. I mean, I would note that we are um, very inclusive in our definition of gender, um, and we intend to address all sorts of discrimination and, you know, fight for equal rights for um, people, whether that's LGBTQ plus people, women, girls, uh, men. Um, So, you know, that's certainly um, something that we will look at, but I I honestly don't know whether that requires an executive order. American Civil Liberties Union is pushing for an executive order for this action. I was wondering if anything like that was under consideration at this time. Sounds like we'll have to just look into it a little bit more and see what's required, but it's a good question. All right. Two things I want to pull out. We probably should have cut this audio in half, right? Because she says, we're looking into everything. Let me get the transcript. We are looking into, here it is. Whether that's LGBTQ, people, women, girls, and then a long, awkward pause, men, and they laugh. Fascinating. We'll play it again so you can hear it. Stood out like a sore thumb to me. It's interesting how every other group was okay. LGBTQ, people, women, girls, uh, men. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what is up with this assault uh, on men? And yesterday I talked a little bit about that with the attack on masculinity and machismo from the New York Times saying that it's toxic masculinity. I don't understand the attack on on men. I really don't. I don't get it for the life of me. But, I mean, I guess I could surmise in certain ways, but to me it just doesn't make sense. It's not a helpful thing. But lo and behold, they they stop and they, after the LGBTQ people, women, girls, ha, 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 men, uh, like saying, yeah, yeah, we're looking out for them too. Uh, and that's certainly something that we'll look at. But and she starts to stumble on her words. And this is Miss Klein. Then the reporter follows up asking, you know, pushing for an executive order for this action. I think that was under consideration at this time, asking, you know, again, the same question he originally asked and he didn't get an answer to. So he's asking that question again because they like to be circuitous in their talking. And then at the end there, it's Jen Pazirkoback Pasaki. Yes, she chimes in for her the way Dr. Jill Biden always chimes in for Joel Baboso Biden when he doesn't have an answer. Jen Pasaki jumps in. She says, well, it sounds like we'll have to just look into that a little more and see what's required. She didn't want to say circle back, but she said the same thing and then say, but it's a good question. Uh, check this cut out again. Go. 
Speaking of executive orders on gender equity, uh, the president and the vice president campaigned during the election on giving a third gender option on federal government IDs to individuals who want them. Does the president see value in signing executive orders to make that happen? I haven't looked yet to see whether that requires an executive order. I mean, I would note that we are um, very inclusive in our definition of gender, um, and we intend to address all sorts of discrimination and, you know, fight for equal rights for um, people, whether that's LGBTQ plus people, women, girls, uh, men. Um, So, you know, that's certainly um, something that we will look at, but I I honestly don't know whether that requires an executive order. The American Civil Liberties Union is pushing for an executive order for this action. I was wondering if anything like that was under consideration at this time. Sounds like we'll have to just look into it a little bit more and see what's required, but it's a good question. What, What did anybody get out of that? Nothing. Nothing gets done. So now you have all the problems in the world that are at the feet of the White House to, to solve in many ways. Not that government is a solution to everything, but they've got a job to do. This is the people's business. They want to joke around when it comes to men. And and then, of course, they just want to circle back, circle back, circle back a little more because Jen circle back Pasaki likes to make these stupid remarks. Excuse me. Puss stupid remarks. Silent P, of course. Now, I, I look at this and I think. So much wrong here. Really, just so much is wrong with this. If now, full disclosure, I am a biological male that identifies as a man and uh, my pronouns pronouns are he, him. Right. I believe that's the way I should be introducing myself. (laughs) They, them. (laughs) But my point in all of this is that if I were um, part of the movement that they're describing here. I think I would be offended by this and saying, this is the lady that represents us in the White House. This lady's a clown. She's an absolute clown. I'm pretty sure that there are serious issues that face these communities. And I know that there are because I've spoken about them in the past. Uh, There's lots of issues that affect the LGBTQ community. There's lots of issues that affect lots of different communities. One of those things is definitely not having a option, a third option for gender. That's not one of the issues that is affecting people by and large in Washington, right? There's always been a checkbox for other. So if you want to fill in that other with whatever it is you like, be my guest. Absolutely. But leave it to Joe El Baboso Biden to think that this is a top priority. And I'm not done yet. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And I want to thank you guys for subscribing to the podcast, for sharing it with your friends, for sending it to people, because I just got our chartable ranking on the Apple News Politics chart. And This Is America remains in the top 200. And we're working on always moving up in that chart. We just moved up 24 chart positions. So I thank you, each and every one of you. Make sure you check us out on richvaldez.com for the latest on what's going on. If you want to check out any of the videos, from the Rumble channel. You can link to it from there. And of course, at Rich Valdez on all social media. So we were talking about Joe El Baboso Biden, of course, with all due respect, El Presidente Joe El Baboso Biden. And and that's questionable to many, I know. But Joe Biden has now announced this gender policy council. And this is just part of a larger effort across America to redefine how we do normal. 
And some people, well, listen, Rich, you got to get out of your shell. It's 2021. That's my favorite line. It's, it doesn't matter what year it is. They just cite the year as if that year means we no longer do things like that. <laughs> you know, it's 2021. You know, California stores don't need to have a boy's toys department and a girl's toys department. And I don't even know that they do. And we'll talk about that in a minute. I'll give you some of my own um, um, reactions to this article. But this is Los Angeles Times yesterday. The California legislature is considering a bill that would require large department stores to stop divvying up toys and childcare items into boys and girls sections in the state of California, where we hope to inspire, for example, more girls to get into science, engineering, mathematics. We want to ensure that those periodic tables and dinosaurs are not in the boys section, said Assemblyman Evan Lowe, a Democrat. We just want to let kids be kids, end quote. All right, so I'm going to let's pick that apart real fast. On its face, you read it fast, you go, oh, what a great guy. He's just saying that girls should become um, engineers. I think so, too. Girls, I happen to have two girls. I think girls should be whatever they want to be. But what's interesting is a California bill in the assembly is telling large stores how to display their merchandise. I find this fascinating. If last time I was in California, I couldn't walk five feet without getting high on marijuana because people are blowing it in your face because everybody's smoking weed on the street because there's dispensaries and, and uh, recreational use is a thing. Whether it's legal or not, it's a thing and everybody's doing it. This is the California that I'm talking about. The, the same California where you can go to the sex shops and buy – are they telling them that the sex toys for men and the sex toys for women must be segregated? I don't think so. So – Interestingly, Mr. Lowe, chairman of the legislative LGBTQ caucus, was the co-author of the measure with Assemblywoman, Assemblywoman Cristina Garcia, another Democrat, leader of the Legislative Women's Caucus. The bill was introduced last month. A former math teacher, Garcia, says she wanted to play with Lincoln Logs as a child, but was sometimes discouraged because they were seen as toys that were for boys. But that kind of play can build spatial ability, which has been linked to improved performance in science, technology, engineering, and math, fields in which girls and women are often underrepresented. I'll pause again. I never stopped my kids from playing from anything, but they were girls. So if they wanted to play, let's say, with wrestlers, I would allow that, but they didn't. They typically played with dolls and girl stuff, teacups, tea sets, jump rope, coloring books. It was very standard for them. Then tablets became a thing a little later on. And my older one was always into arts and crafts. But my point is, I don't think most parents, now maybe if you're a toxic masculinity Latina and your, your young son is going and he's playing with a Barbie doll, you know, you might make a, uh, a remark about that and go, Hey, go pick up the GI Joe. That may be commonplace. And I don't know that that's necessarily wrong. Uh, but some could argue that that's wrong. You should let the kid do what he wants. That's fine. I always thought parents were in charge, but what do I know? The, the, uh, analogy that she makes here about Lincoln Logs. I've never not seen uh, little kids. You know, there's lots of let's call them unisex toys, if that's a thing, or maybe today that's been replaced by gender neutral. But like building blocks, Lego, all that stuff. I mean, boys may favor them, but I don't think girls are excluded from them. In fact, I think there's been a, a push for girls to play with those things more, including like more girl cartoon characters that do those things. I mean, who's the smartest cartoon girl on TV? Dora the Explorer, right? You think of explorers. You think of Ponce de Leon. 
and and others. Amerigo Vespucci. You don't think of Dora the Explorer, but she's a girl and a Latina at that. So I I can't say that this is a um a huge problem. But Miss Garcia thinks that it is. She says playtime is fun. It's also about developing a skill set. It's about ideas and being creative. Absolutely. We want to make sure we're not limiting kids' creativity. So Assemblywoman Garcia believes that the state of California must now get involved in big box retailers and telling them how to merchandise their their goods. In effect, this is what is going to not limit the creativity of a child. If I were in the audience, if I were a reporter, I would say, ma'am, did you hit your head or are you high on something? How is it that you forcing someone to merchandise their their goods in their store a certain way is going to maximize a child's creativity. What role does the parent have in this? Now, again, I'm taking this in a totally different direction than I expected to. I was planning to keep it focused on the segregation of girl toys and boy toys. But to me, there's so many liberty issues around this, this presumption that parents don't know what's best for their children. All of it, to me, stinks to high heaven of a perfunctory excuse for more of a power grab from the government to dictate policy and dictate an agenda that they want to dictate. Because clearly, whether she wants to play with Lincoln Logs or the other guy says that, you know, they don't want uh, girls to not get into science and math, because apparently this is why, right? Because when they go to Target, they end up in the boys section, and that's why girls are not becoming engineers. has nothing to do with girls when they're little. They don't go, I want to be an engineer. And when they go to college, they go, they don't sign up for engineering. Nothing to do with that has everything to do with Lincoln Logs being available in some sort of gender neutral section. And again, I don't necessarily know that there's a girl section and a boy section, but I know there's a pink section because girls like pink. So whether it's all the princess stuff, the the pink fancy stuff, the dress up stuff, you, you know, there's there's stuff that girls like and there's stuff that boys like. And to me, it seems like the government is getting involved and in trying to make them both like the same thing. And why should the government do that? Since when is every parent retarded or stupid? Uh, maybe I shouldn't say retarded. Forgive me for using that word. Um, and if I use it again, there's a dump button there. <laughs> the, uh, the the point that I'm making is, because I get passionate about this, I have children and I do not want someone to tell me how to raise my kids unless it was my parents. And I didn't like it when they told me either. I was always like, all right, listen, you know what? You did what you had to do with me. Now it's my turn. Uh, the bill would require department stores with 500 or more employees that sell childcare items or toys to maintain undivided sales floors for those items instead of segregating them by gender. You know, again, I, I'm just, you find out you're having a kid. What do people say? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Now we're going to, oh no, we don't do boy and girl anymore. Sorry. We're having a baby. And in our uh, efforts to have a baby, we're having a baby shower where you're going to buy us gifts, but we're not going to tell you if it's a boy or a girl. And then when we go to the store to buy the gifts or when I send you to the store on the registry to buy the gift, you're going to get there and go, hey, do you, I'm looking for a onesie for a, for a child. Well, what for a boy or a, no, 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 no. Don't you dare. Don't you dare use that word boy. Don't you dare use that word girl. Because apparently people like me that were born biological male and happen to identify as one, we are in the minority, folks. <laughs> we are becoming extinct. I'm like a dinosaur. You've got to be kidding me. Listen, this has nothing to do with transgenders. It has nothing to do with knocking someone's choices in life. 
has everything to do with taking a small group of people that are in the minority and trying to uh, all to get all of society to conform to this one group. I don't understand. Everybody gives birth every day to boys and girls, babies, boys and girls. What they decide to do when they're of age or even before they're of age, some parents encourage this stuff early. It doesn't change the fact that 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10, whatever the statistic is, I'm pretty sure I'm right if we look it up. These people are born and identify as what they're born as. And that's just a thing. And it really begs the question, why is there such an emphasis on this? This isn't just to normalize so that we don't look at someone else and ostracize them. This is really an attack on me being me. This is I have no hair. So now because I'm bald, I'm supposed to go to every hair place around here and be like, why do you exist? You shouldn't exist. I'm bald, you see. And because I'm bald, hair gel should not exist. Barbershops should not exist because I have no hair. Come on. That's asinine. It's crazy. It's unfair. And in my opinion, it's un-American. And listen, listen, listen. This is why I always say it's so important for us to stand for something because if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. That's Hamilton. And like Sir Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men and women like you to sit there and do nothing. So don't do nothing. Do something. Rise up. Create a movement. Start something. The time to be idle and sit back has gone. Now it's time for action. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.